Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. It is Marvelous Motivating Monday. And I decided to kind of lay back and let everybody throw all their um, amazing praises for this person we're going to talk about today. And I'm just going to put it out there. I didn't know anything about this young lady until, like a lot of other people, we saw her during the inauguration. So you probably already know who I'm talking about. And that would be the amazing, amazing, I got to say it twice, Amanda Gorman. And I was so shocked when I was doing research of how much stuff she has done. I mean, the very thing that we were captivated with has been something a lot of other people have been captivated with for years and I am so excited about this. And, you know, I wanted to make it a marvelous motivating Monday instead of wonderful women Wednesday because she has motivated so many people. And in some of these uh, audios that I'm going to play, the people when I'm because I'm watching it visually, even Anderson Cooper and Kelly Clarkson, they were like tearing up with all the joy of her words. And right now in this moment, Everybody, not just America, everybody needs comfort because it's been a long, it's been a long couple of years, but the last year has been mentally just devastating, draining, uh, just, it's been, it's been hard for all of us. It's been hard. So this woman, you know, I believe things happen in time and reason. And like I said, I'm going to play some things that were from years ago. So you can see how dynamic this young lady is. And I, I just want to say bravo, bravo, bravo. And in this episode, I want to start off before I start telling everybody who Amanda Gorman is. We know what she is, which is amazing, articulate, brilliant, beautiful, and powerful. We saw all that. Well, I'll speak for me, but I know I'm not just speaking for me. Those adjectives and many more we saw on national TV during the inauguration. So what I want to do with this episode is there's a song I'm trying to get a little healthier. And there's a song that I am... um. I have on a playlist that I'm trying to uh, share the first song I listen to every morning. I try to get on the treadmill and get inspiration. And there's a song I heard this in the car many, many years ago. And I didn't know the young lady, but it captivated me. So I had to go find her. And she's she's successful, but I'm saying this is years ago. I didn't know she was. And she has a song. Her name is Lisa Page Brooks. She has a song called I Want to Say Thank You. So before I even start reading, um, I mean, excuse me, before I even start talking about Amanda Gorman, I want to open up this episode for us all to just sit back, close our eyes, relax, and listen to the words. This is a gospel song called I Want to Say Thank You by Lisa Page Brooks. Because I want to say thank you to Amanda Gorman. Amanda, so many people cried 
in 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 positive tears because of you. So I just thought that this is on my title playlist. And I just thought this song was appropriate and I want to start the episode off with this. And then I want you to hear this amazing woman that uh, has captivated the world. Lord, this is a song to give you thanks. Help me express myself, Lisa. For every time you protected me when I didn't know your name. Let me say, I gotta say thank you. You made me. I wanna say, you let me 
I want to say thank you to Amanda Gorman because your words have really affected a lot of people in a positive way. So I just want to say thank you because not only is she the youngest inaugural poet in United States history, she joins a small group of poets who have been recruited to help mark a presidential inauguration. You got Maya Angelou, as we all remember, for President Obama, and other people named Robert Frost, Miller Williams, Elizabeth Alexander, and Richard Blanco. She is also award win an award-winning writer and cum laude, graduated from Harvard University, where she studied sociology. She's the author, as we know, of the poetry collection, The Hill We Climb, which was read at President Biden's January 20th, 2021 inauguration, <laughs> and it had people in tears. Now, I found several poems that she had read publicly, and I'm going to play some of them because I really, really want you guys to... Just listen to her heart. She, she's, you can feel what she's saying. And I want you all to relax, close your eyes and absorb it because right now we're still in the major crisis of a pandemic and of course divisiveness. And mentally, I think this young lady is what we need. And this is for any race, any background, any is this she's universal and 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 it's so just amazing because I'm gonna play two interviews she did and one's with Kelly Clarkson and one's with um Anderson Cooper on CNN and they're both crying because she's just being herself and she's expressing it so eloquently. You know, Amanda, which a lot of people do not know, she has a twin sister. And I'm going to post a picture of the two of them together. She has a twin sister named Gabrielle, who is also an activist. They were saying when they were growing up in Los Angeles, they lived with their mother, who um, teaches middle school. And Amanda began writing poetry as a child. At 16, she served as the youth delegate for United St United Nations, and she published the poetry book, The One for Whom Food is Not Enough, in 2015. Now, that was six years ago, her first collection. 
okay, in 2017, while studying sociology at Harvard University, she was named the country's first National Youth Poet Laureate. I can never say this word right. Laureate. She's written for the New York Times and has two books that are coming out. Also in 2017, she was named the first ever national... Oh, I already read that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes. She previously said, and I apologize, she previously served as the youth poet. Okay, she was in the same title just in Los Angeles. And then she w became the founder and executive director of One Pen, One Page, which is an organization providing free creative writing programs for underserved youths. Now, I like to hear young people giving back to the community and especially giving back to young people because young people seem to relate to young people as well if they're in the same thinking process. And I think as a mentor, I was a mentor. I started mentoring when I was 18, well, actually I was 17, officially mentoring. And it was a organization in Pittsburgh called Wells Tales. And I was the only one that was actually a teenager and it was really rewarding. And the cool part is it was people almost my age. And so they were saying how relatable it was. And I think that this young lady being able to create an or you know an organization to help underserved youth just shows you how she is in touch with what's happening right now you know it says that her work focuses on issues of oppression feminism race and marginalization as well as the african diaspora well we saw just a little bit of who she is when she read The Hill We Climb. I love that title. And, you know, they were talking about when she, this was something she had previously started on, and it was saying that after what happened on January 6th, of course, the storming of the Capitol, the poem contained lines stating, quote, but while democracy can be periodically delayed, that was referring to January 6th. It can never be permanently defeated. Wow. She's also quoted as saying, what I really aspire to do in the poem is to be able to use my words to envision a way in which our country can still come together and can still heal. Now, she said that to the New York Times. And she goes on to say, is doing that in a way that is not erasing or neglecting the harsh truth I think America needs to reconcile with. See, she's so in touch with right now, and it's so well worded that it's received, even by people who probably wouldn't even receive it, not because the contents isn't, good contents, but because of who's given the contents, this amazing, beautiful African-American queen with braids in her hair, you know? And I, I think that that's really powerful when you can capture audiences like this young lady has done. 
And, you know, I'm going to read a few more quotes. But before I do that, I really and truly want you guys to listen in her own words. I mean, I was so taken like awe because I didn't know any of this about her. I did my research and found all these videos and I'm just like at all. So I'm going to start it off with her in August of last year on a Kelly Clarkson show and listen to the title of the poem in which she reads. And I want, because Black Daughters is in the title, I want the Black Daughters to pay special attention to the words in which she reads. My next guest has performed and spoken alongside everyone from Jennifer Aniston to Lin-Manuel Miranda to Hillary Clinton, not too shabby, and her writing has been featured in the New York Times, Boston Globe, and Washington Post, just to name a few. She's a recent Harvard grad, because why not, um, and the first ever National Youth Poet Laureate. That's what I call a whole lot of women. <laughs> All right, Amanda Gorman, are you there? Oh my gosh, you you are stunning. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, what your talent is stunning, your being is stunning. I'm so honored. I was literally saying that before you popped in here. So you're the first ever National Youth Poet Laureate, right? So what yeah. is, what exactly does that mean to people that don't know, and how did you get that title? Definitely. So long story short, I began writing around five or six, I had a speech impediment growing up. So being able to express myself through the written word was actually super important for me. I kept writing. And then around in high school, I applied for a program to become the first ever Youth Poet Laureate of Los Angeles. And a Youth Poet Laureate is basically an ambassador representative for youth and literature in that region. But it had never been given to someone who was of my age and of their point in that career. I won that and was LA Youth Poet Laureate. I was then like promoted to Youth Poet Laureate of the West. And after that, I applied again to be the first ever US Youth Poet Laureate as part of a kind of spoken word program that Michelle Obama helped spearhead when she was in the White House. And I got that. The way I describe it is kind of like being mayor and then senator and then like president of youth yeah. poetry, basically. And, you know, being Youth Poet Laureate was phenomenal. I got to do things that I had never seen poets do before, whether it was reciting a poem at the top of the Empire State Building or with like the Boston Pops as an orchestra behind me or opening the literary season at the Library of Congress. I really wanted to occupy spaces that young writers, writers of color, writers of color who were female had not been able to operate in prior. Absolutely. Um, so I hear that you have a new poem, right? Like your poem. Sorry, I'm yes. so southern. You have a new poem um, that you're ready to debut right now, right? Yes, I am. I am very honored to present the debut of Amanda Gorman's latest poem titled Black Daughters Pointillism. Enjoy. I'm a piece of work. The mirror clears like a cloudy sky in my temple. The words brew with a pen. I've been both the raised village and the razor. Don't they know I can stop a man's heart with one word? Writes the future like I'm dragging my fingers through wet sand. My every breath a song carved out of the dark I've left behind. I've always been a shadow of a girl leaping behind a bonfire trying to find its spark. 
even in my clients, I gather stories like how a sitting desk seeks dust. If I taste what I'm made of, it's black as licorice, ink, fresh page of a new dawn. They will know me and remember us. Girls who stitched these stories in the satin fold of our skirts so they hiss as we march towards our freedom. Our throats clanging, we bow, not because we've broken, but as an oak bends, arching towards the light. We wink and glimmer like a bright fist of glass. Each of us a serrated piece of girl hard at work. I mean, I'm like trying not to. You're so moving. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so good. You are so talented. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much that means coming from you. The oh, I don't know if it means anything, but it meant a lot to me. It's hard to put a moment like the one we as a country are in right now into words. But today, an extraordinary 22-year-old poet did just that. Amanda Gorman is her name. She recited a poem that she wrote for this day. The hill we climb. I spoke to her a few moments ago, but first, hear some of what she said today. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. And it is such a pleasure. Uh, first of all, how do you feel? Um, I feel just so overjoyed and so grateful and so humbled. You know, I came here to do the best with the poem that I could and to just see the support that's been pouring out. I, I literally can't absorb it all, so I'll be processing it for a while. The, can you just explain um, the, the, why, why this message today? How did you go about crafting this? 
Right. Um, well, you know, I did a lot of research ever since I found out in late December that I was going to be the novel poet. So that was making sure I read all the previous novel poems, um, really doing a deep literature dive of other orators who I look up to, whether it be Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln and how they speak to a nation that can feel very divided. And I was around halfway through that process and kind of that research when um, the January 6th insurrection happened at the Capitol. And I'm not going to say that that completely, you know, derailed the poem because I was not surprised at what had happened. I had seen the signs and the symptoms for a while, and I was not trying to turn a blind eye to that. But what it did is it energized me even more to believe that much more firmly in a message of hope and unity and healing. I felt like that was the type of poem that I needed to write, and it was the type of poem that the country and the world needed to hear. Were there particular images from January 6th that, you know, that were that were kind of foremost in your mind, or was it just the totality of the, the horror of, of the insurrection? Mm. I'm a poet, so often I don't work in images, I work in words and text. And so what I was actually doing is, while keeping my mental sanity, looking through the tweets and the messages and the articles and seeing what stood out. And there's a line in the poem that you might have heard, which is, we've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. And I got that actually from looking through a few tweets and a lot of people being like, wow, this is what happens when people don't want to share the country with the rest of us. And so I took that, which often became a meme in, on Twitter, and I put that in the poem. It's so interesting to me that you, you're not thinking visual, that you're not, it's not the images that motivate you, it, it's the, the text, the, the words that you come, come across. Right. To me, words matter, and I think that's kind of what made this inauguration that much more sentimental and special. We've seen over the past few years the ways in which the power of words has been violated and misappropriated, and what I wanted to do is to kind of reclaim poetry as that site in which we can re-purify, re-sanctify not only the Capitol building that we saw violated, but the power of words and to invest that in kind of the highest office of the land. I want to read just the last few lines of, of your poem, and I, I apologize because I'm, I'm not going to do it justice uh, as it should be done, but you said, we will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it. I, I got shivers when you said that. It, it, I mean, that is what it takes, isn't it? It's bravery. It takes bravery to, to see it and to be that light. Right. Well, I think that recitation was great. You know, I should have had you up there with me. That was amazing. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm so grateful you brought up the last line. It's something that I've been seeing a lot of people repeat. And to be honest, I was concerned of whether I should include that last line of be it at all. I was kind of um, deliberating between see it, be it, free it. And then I said, you know what, we, we need all of these things at once. We need that cacophony. We need to realize that hope isn't something that we ask of others. It's something that we have to demand from ourselves. And that's what I wanted the poem to end on. I had a form of dyslexia as a child and a, and a kind of a minor speech uh, issue, so a slight little stutter. Uh, and Joe Biden has talked about this. I read that 
you had uh, some form of a speech impediment or, or, or may still have, um, which is obviously something you would have in common with President Biden. He's talked often about overcoming it. And I understand that you use writing to, to cope with it, to share your voice that way. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm proud to be in the speech difficulty club with you and President Biden and also Maya Angelou. You know, growing up, I had a speech impediment, and for me, it wasn't stutter. It was, you know, dropping a whole swath of letters in the alphabet. So for, I want to say, most of my life, up until two or maybe three years ago, I couldn't say the letter R. Um, even to this day, sometimes I struggle with it, which is difficult when you have a poem in which you say rhymes like five times. And so for me, I used writing one as a form of self-expression to get my voice on the page, but then it also metamorphosized into its own speech pathology. So the more that I recited out loud, the more in which I practiced spoken word and that tradition, the more I was able to teach myself how to pronounce these letters, which for so long had been my greatest impediment. I understand. Was there? I know there were some Hamilton references uh, today. I caught as a big fan of Hamilton, and I know Lin Manuel Miranda also caught them because I know I saw the, those tweets going around. But I understand. Is there something about uh, some of the stuff that Aaron Burr said in Hamilton that you use uh, for your speech? Right. So like I said, you know, it was as recent as college that I was still struggling to say the R sound. And so one thing that I would do to try to train myself to say it is I would listen to the song Aaron Burr, Sir, which is just packed with R's. And I would try to keep up with um, Leslie Odom Jr. as he's, you know, doing this amazing rap. And I'd say, if I can train myself to do this song, then I can train myself to say this letter. And so that's been a huge part of my own speech pathology. It's why I included it in the inaugural poem. Also beyond that, I think Hamilton is just such a great kind of American cultural piece of what it means to be a better country. It was really hard for me not just to like copy and paste my shot and email it to me. Like, here's the poem. No one would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> no one would have noticed, but I cite my sources, which is why I tweeted about Hamilton. I, I'm really proud that I was able to incorporate that in there. I understand you have a mantra that you say before every reading you you give. Can you can you reveal what that is? Certainly. Um, I do it whenever I perform, and I definitely did it this time. And I close my eyes and I say... I am the daughter of black writers. We are descended from freedom fighters who broke their chains and changed the world. They call me. Um, wow, you're just, you're awesome. I'm so transfixed. Um, Liza, your mom must just be so proud of you and uh, your whole family. And you must be so proud of them. Um, yeah, I say, you know, I'm proud of us because this really takes a village. I have so many supporters, um, so many organizations that have supported me, whether it be Urban Word, the National Poet Laureate Program, or Bite Girl LA, where I got a lot of free creative writing resources when I was that skinny girl with a speech impediment who needed a mentor. My mom is actually filming me right now as I do this interview. So like I said, it takes all of us being present and lifting me up to climb this mountain. Well, Mom, congratulations. Uh, you've certainly done an amazing, amazing job. Lastly, Hillary Clinton tweeted a picture of you two from the inauguration today saying, wasn't uh, uh, at the Amanda Gorman's poem just stunning? She's promised to run for president in 2036, and I, for one, can't wait. President Gorman has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does.
See, I want to say this about, I hope you guys could hear the audio because it's not my audio. It technically is the audio because her mother, as she mentioned, is filming her. And if you see the visual, you'll see all the lighting and stuff. So I'm guessing all that is that the noise, because when you heard Amanda speak, it was loud. And then when you heard Anderson Cooper speak, it was not. So I apologize for it. But if you go online, you're going to get the same audio. So I just wanted to point that out. This young lady is amazing. She has so much. I mean, after the inauguration, it said that um, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon's number one top request is Amanda Gorman stuff. She has books out there. She has this amazing book that um, is for children. I mean, just go out there and see. As a matter of fact, check out her website, and it is uh, theamandagorman.com. Of course, www. But I wanted to close out this episode with two of her works that you may or may not have heard before. One of them she was reading live on CBS This Morning, and it's called The Miracle of Morning. And then there's another one called In This Place, an American lyric. And what, and this is a video, but you're going to hear the audio. The video has a majorly diverse group of people. You're going to hear all these different people reading their part of the poem. And I thought that was so well done. So I actually um, asked you guys to check out the video, but I'm going to play it. And I want you all to just, like I said, this woman just makes you want to close your eyes and just just relax because we, we need that mental healing as well and check out some of her other work i was trying to find the one for whom food is not enough in audio i wasn't successful and also fury and faith so if you can check those out um i think you guys will be i mean we're already impressed but we need to create a new word for this amazing woman and that's why i wanted to make her marvelous motivating monday to motivate you guys and to start your week off with hope that things will get better so sit back and relax and listen to these two amazing pieces from amanda <coughs> excuse me gorman and they're called like i said one is entitled the miracle of morning and the other one is read by several different diverse people called in this place there's a poem in this place in the footfalls in the halls in the quiet beats of the seats it is here at the curtain of day that america writes a lyric you must whisper to say there's a poem in boston's copley square where protest chants tear through the air like sheets of rain where love of the many swallows hatred of the few there's a poem in Charlottesville. Where men so white, they gleam blue. 
seem like statues where men heap that long wax burning ever higher where heather higher blooms forever in the meadow of existence hay un poema in puerto rico and in east texas where streets swell into a nexus of rivers there's a lyric in california where thousands of students march for blocks undocumented and unafraid where my friend finds the power to blossom in bedlock her spirit the bedrock of her community she knows hope is like a stubborn ship gripping a dock a truth that you can't stop a dreamer or knock down a dream how could this not be her city su nacion our country nuestra america our american lyric to write a poem by the people the poor the protestant the muslim the jew the native the immigrant the black the brown the blind the brave the undocumented and undeterred the woman the man the non-binary the white the trans the ally to all of the above and more tyrants fear the poet now that we know it we can't blow it we owe it to show it not slow it although it hurts to sow it when the world skirts below it hope we must bestow it like a wick in the poet so it can grow lit bringing with it stories to rewrite the story of an american city depleted but not defeated a history written that need not be repeated a nation composed but not yet completed there's a poem in this place a poem in america a poet in every american who rewrites this nation who tells a story worthy of being told on this minnow of an earth to bring hope into a palimpsest of time a poet in every american who sees that a poem penned doesn't mean our poems end there's a place where this poem dwells it is here it is now in the yellow song of dawn's bell where we write an american lyric we are just beginning to tell and as I said, she has a poem called The Miracle of Morning that she read live on CBS this morning. And I want you guys to check this out as well because she's so inspiring. And maybe this will be a good song to play first thing in the morning. You know, sometimes you wake up and don't feel like going wherever you need to go. Maybe this will be a good poem that you want to listen to. I thought I'd awaken to a world in mourning, heavy clouds crowding a society storming, but there's something different on this golden morning, something magical in the sunlight's wide and warming. I see a dad with a stroller taking a jog across the street, a bright-eyed girl chases her dog, a grandma on a porch, fingers her rosary, she grins as her young neighbor brings her groceries. While we might feel small, separate, and all alone, or people have never been more closely tethered, the question isn't if we will weather this unknown, but how we will weather this unknown together. So on this meaningful morn, 
We mourn and we mend like lights. We can't be broken even when we bend. As one, we will defeat both despair and disease. We stand with healthcare heroes and all employees, with families, libraries, schools, waiters, artists, businesses, restaurants, and hospitals hit hardest. We ignite not in the lights, but in lack thereof. For it is in loss that we truly learn to love. In this chaos, we will discover clarity. In suffering, we must find solidarity. For it's our grief that gives us our gratitude, shows us how to find hope if we ever lose it. So ensure this ache was endured in vain. Do not ignore the pain. Give it purpose. Use it. Read children's books, dance alone to DJ music. Know that this distance will make our hearts grow fonder. From a wave of woes, our world will emerge stronger. Observe how the burdens braved by humankind are also the moments that make us humans kind. Let every dawn find us courageous, but closer, heeding the light before the fight is over. When this ends, we'll smile sweetly, finally seeing. In testing times, we became the best of beings. Wow, wow, wow. It's just so, so many things that she has out there. I encourage you guys to go to her website so you can see a lot of it um, or go wherever it's video where you can hear it, where she's actually saying the words herself. And I just wanted to extend this episode because she's worth every second. I mean, I could have went on and on, but I don't want you to get too tired <laughs> of one episode being so long. So I try to usually shorten the episodes about 30 minutes. This one's a little about 15 minutes. I mean, 15 minutes over. But I just wanted people to hear this young, amazing lady because we are going to hear from her again. And... Like I said, right now, she's the hottest thing requested on Amazon. So, you know, check her out. Obviously, you can find her work on Amazon. Go to her website, which is theamandagorman.com. And let's just uplift this young lady and support her. And I'm proud of her. And I'm sure we all are of all races. But um, she's definitely marvelous motivating this Monday. So I want to end this episode asking you to follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in Advocacy, capital L is in Ladies. And I apologize for the last couple episodes, as I mentioned, just to get a mental break from being in my office where I have my professional podcast equipment set up. I've been 
doing the last three or four episodes through my microphone and the computer. So if it's not as clear as it normally is, I deeply apologize, but I always review and edit my stuff so it can at least be heard where you can understand what's going on. But I am going to um, go back into the office and uh, get it right. But I'm just trying to be comfortable and mentally sane and just need a different scenery sometimes. But I want to say thank you guys for listening. I am so appreciative. I hope we can continue to do great episodes, improve quality and everything else. And I would love for you to email us with any questions or comments you may have at podcast host shaypotay19 at gmail.com. That's in all small letters. Or you could give us a call at 404 404- Eight five five seven seven two three, and as I mentioned, not only can you follow us on Twitter, you can listen to us on all the major podcast apps such as Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, and Alexis TuneIn, and of course my hosting website, which is Podbean. As I always like to tell you, I appreciate you. I ask you to continue to listen. And follow me on one of these podcast apps. I really appreciate it because hopefully this year will be the year that COVID is under control where we can get out and about. And I love to do that, get into the communities, see what's going on, see what bridges we can, we can, um, see how we can bridge the gaps, see how we can change positive things. I mean, negative things into positive things and just get things back to where they can be. I won't say like they used to be because that'll never happen, but where they can be because we have all these amazing people in this world and they're just kind of they're like we're all at a halt you know even those who are working we are not doing things the way we're used to so you know that's called change but we will do better hopefully once we get all this coronavirus under control and not spreading and killing people as rapidly as it is now so my condolences to anyone who's lost a loved one due to covid and I just want to thank the essential workers from the hospitals to the grocery stores, to the restaurants, to the delivery people. Amen. Amen. Delivery people have made a lot of people's lives very, very convenient. So thank you. So, you know, I like to end all my episodes with the question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.